YouTube. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the Oi Oi podcast. Today I am joined by none other than John Hole from Clean and Shiny. John Hole, I've been speaking to John for about ooh, nearly six months now. We've done a few Instagram lives together and it's been really, really cool to speak to John about the building of his business, where he started from, because John's been in this industry a long, long time. He's a veteran of the detailing world. And uh, mentioned the Detailing World, he's one of the founders of the Detailing World Forum. So we're going to get into it today. We're just going to have a little chat. There's no prep for this today. I don't need to prep for John because me and John end up having conversations for about three hours. So this hour conversation, we're going to try and condense it down into a smaller format. But uh, going to bring John in and uh, we'll start the show. How are you, John? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very well, mate. Very, very well. Yeah. See the see if the uh, see if the anyone from the detailing world's up at this time of day. We'll see if they're awake. Oh yeah, it's only uh, ten thirty. <laughs> it's only ten thirty, mate. But like, oh yeah, uh, the clocks have gone forward. Everyone's probably still out of their brains. Yeah. So, um, what have you been up to, mate? Recently, what's the crack? What's what's been going on? I've been doing a little bit of prep for uh, for a, for a detailing show that's coming up in uh, in June. Go on. You know, that's what we've been doing. We're doing a bit, a bit of that. Um, Clean and shiny, you know the normal sort of normal sort of thing, day to day running of that. Um, that's getting getting a bit more interesting now. The clocks have uh, clocks have gone forward, and you know the weather's getting a bit better. We're we're, we're seeing a lot more customers coming in. I, know, yeah. I noticed you um, wearing your rag company top there, mate. It looks looking very good. Repping oh. repping the brand. We always like to be a bit of brand brand awareness. It's all good. Well, UK distributor. So <laughs> UK distributor for the rag company. If you want microfiber towels. <laughs> I um I saw you watching last night actually. I saw see I I joined um I didn't realize it was on actually. I didn't realize what was going on. I'll be honest. I was I'm none the wiser with that stuff. So I um I joined last night and was saw the uh, late country Kelly Harris discussing stuff yeah. and uh, I joined at the bit which was quite exciting which was a bit about the um the pad the pad washer 4000 and uh, the late yeah, country yeah. Udo. So I was like this smells uh, quite quite this this like I planned it. Mm. <laughs> That's like, yeah. obviously, yeah. you spoke to me um, a few months back about these products, and mm. you was like, you saw me. Obviously, I'm working with Birmingham Detailing Shop, and Jazz loves the Lake Country Udos. Yeah, and you were discussing this with me about its its profile and what it's what it's good at, and what it's you know that it's an early Gen One, and there was a lot of conversation about this in the in the uh, in the show last night with the Red Company. Um, so. Yeah, it was quite fascinating to hear Kelly's point of view about the late country, the pads, the polishes, yeah. those kind of stuff. Because I had a really good experience with it. I really enjoyed it. I, I it did take a little bit of time, but Kelly's explanation of the of the machine was absolutely fascinating. I, and I love listening to Kelly talk because he really does have a really good way of explaining analogies. Yeah. And I'm Mister Analogy, but my analogies aren't as good. My my analogies aren't quite Kelly Harris analogies. <laughs> Mine's more like. Division two analogies compared to his Premier yeah. League analogies, but yeah. it, it, you can visualize that kind of stuff. And I think when you do do teaching and training, like I've done as well in the, in the past, you always look for analogies to find ways of breaking the hard stuff down into something simple. So it's an interesting time at the moment, isn't it, with the uh, with the rag company stuff? Just explain to me what they're doing at the moment. If anyone hasn't seen the show, oh, so they've got their uh, they got their TRCMA, their Media Access event. So basically, once a year, they've got a They've got a, a building that's um, that's a detailing bay, a media act, media bay, that sort of thing, and they invite they invite their vendors that they sell for 
um, over, and they do uh, they do an event. They actually started it because of because of COVID and uh, that SEMA wasn't on, so they wanted to have a, a, a kind of a media media day, media week, media week. Um, so they have they have various brands in there. I know that they, yesterday was uh, as you say, Lake Country, Scangrip. Um, who else was there? Koch Kami, um doing doing a, doing a presentation, doing demos, and uh, yeah, it's on all, it's on all week. It's from about five pm. I think they do five till eight, and then nine nine o'clock was the next uh, afternoon session. Um, what's what's your involvement with um, with the rag company, mate? Just just uh, just so all the listeners go. Basically, uh, we are we are the, the the UK distributor for the rag company. Um, we carry all of their all of their range of towels, uh, and yeah, distribute them out to to not only the the consumer but also to uh, to resellers, to detailers. Yeah, you know. So we've got we've got a couple of schemes in place. So if you're a detailer, you can get a discount off of uh, bulk purchase in your towels, and if you're a if you're a reseller, you can come and buy again with a with a bulk discount to be able to resell. But that's what we do for the rare company. What was fascinating was um, watching them do their live show. Is I'm a huge fan of doing live stuff. I love live audiences. I've obviously started this this detailing uh, channel um, on YouTube and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Doing all the like, just doing going live twenty four seven. Great show though. It was really fascinating to see how well they put that together. It was really TV esque, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the, the editing and the, and the the stuff was was fascinating um, to do, and it's it's. I hope to wonder. It was some actually something actually. I, I learned a lot from last night. I was watching it going, yeah, that's where you need to get to if you want to do lives. Like I'm starting to realise that when I go live on Instagram now, I hardly get any viewers. I think it's kind of like I've exhausted uh, that kind of outlet. I think no, unless I'm doing something that's, you know, just going live for the sake of it now does is sort of run its course i used to go live all the time and and watching those guys do those lives i would like to challenge myself to do more of a programming of a live if that makes sense a bit like doing this i'm i'm kind of done with the just jumping on a live for just for the sake of it and talking waffle bollocks for about four hours if you know what i mean it's just uh it's um i want to get more serious about as a creator now be better with the content so um I think, I think it adds a bit more value, especially when I'm dealing with the products now and got the oil shop that I'm launching at the moment, which is going to be fascinating to see how that pro- progresses. But going back to the beginning of, of your detailing career, mate, uh, for anyone who hasn't, doesn't know about your, your history, because you keep yourself very private, John. You, you, keep, you know, you've stayed away from the media for a long time. You've stayed away from these situations of, uh, you know, try to stay on it. I was just start calling you Switzerland. <laughs> I think, you, you know, I think it's fun. I think there's value in that. I spoke to a couple of other wholesalers this week. Um, they were like, Johnny, we love what you do, but we just wouldn't put ourselves out there in that situation or that environment to do what you do. We want to. We, we'd rather stay impartial. We don't want to get involved with the politics of detailing and and those kind of things. And I kind of said, for me, perspectively, if I don't know what's going on on the ground, I don't really know what I'm going to see coming next. It's like as a hairdresser, seeing the trends, I yeah. find it difficult to not not be around the nonsense and the noise. And the nonsense and the noise used to bother me a little bit when I first got into detailing because it was so loud. Jesus, it was so loud. The criticism, the the abuse, the nonsense. And I just wondered from you when you first started this career, how what was the environment like back in 1962 when you first started? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
<laughs> when you started detailing, mate, just just go into that a little bit more. And your I, passion. How, how did you get into it, buddy? Talk, talk to me I, about uh, it. I, I, I came from... Uh, well, I've always been into cleaning cars. Let's do let's do that first. Yeah. Um, ever since I was ever since I was, you know, big enough to throw water at wheels and that sort of thing with my dad. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I I basically got into cleaning cars when I got my own car. Um, way back when I had a I had a red, which was actually Tango Orange Ford Escort 1.6 GL back in the day. That's how old I am. And uh, and I I had the I had the brightest and shiniest tango orange escort in the in the shire you know uh it started out with with things like auto glim and simon eyes and that sort of stuff um and fast forward a few years we got into um i got into importing some products from the states and i was i was looking at this detailing this detailing thing and there wasn't really there wasn't really too much out there um Anyway, I, I started, oh, there's my, my focus, um, I, started, <laughs> I started doing, um, I started doing, first off, when I started cleaning shiny, I started doing it with uh, with Maguire's. And I think at the time, Maguire's had moved into the UK the week that I started cleaning shiny up. So the very first account that I had for buying products was, was with Maguire's back in 2003. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, at the time, there was, there was, there was very little in terms of what you would call detailing that you could buy. Um, and I think there was only, there was only, um, there was Autopia, there was Autogeek in the States. They were two yep. that I remember. And uh, there was Poor Boys, Chemical Guys, you know, that sort of thing going on. Anyway, Maguire's came into the UK and I started buying these Maguire's products. And for me, and uh, and I had a lot of people saying to me, oh, you should sell these, you should sell these. So I started buying them, and I was working in computers at the time. And back in 2003, e-commerce was reasonably new. It wasn't really yeah. a thing. It's not what it is today. No, absolutely. You know, there was there was no Instagrams. It wasn't, I don't even think, I think Twitter was, was you know, 120 characters, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> The good old and, days. Good old. <laughs> so, uh, so I started buying these in and selling it out to people, and then and then people were saying, "Oh, you should you should get one of these e-commerce websites." And I was like, oh, "I don't know where to start. I'm not a programmer, you know." Um. Anyway, funny story. I was listening to the Kiss One Hundred Breakfast Breakfast Show. Bam Bam was on the Kiss One Hundred Breakfast Show back in those days. And he used to phone this graphic designer up at seven in the morning and say to him, oh, I need you to do this. And this guy was sounded half asleep as you would. And he was literally like, Steph, Steph, I need you to do this. And this guy would be like, look, I've only just woken up. And he's like, well, give me 20 minutes. And I kept listening to this guy and I, was, I got a bit fascinated by him. And he had a company called Reality Dreamship. And I thought that name was really cool. So I made it a bit of a mission to find him and got him to design my very first clean and shiny website. Um, and uh, and I'll have to I'll have to find it and show you at some point, Johnny. It was yeah. it, even today. It would have been <coughs> HTML. Brilliant web, yeah, <laughs> It would have been a brilliant website. You go way back when on the way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. China, you'll find it back in two thousand and three. Yeah. Anyway, we started out doing that. Um, started doing Maguire's. Then we start. Then we moved on to uh, some microfibers. Even back in those days, from a company in Hawaii called Pack Shack, run by a really oh nice wicked, guy, run by a really nice guy called Ranny Pack. 
And, you know, it was in those days, even then, it wasn't like people were sending products around the world all the time, importing and exporting. Yeah. And we got these, we got these towels over and we started selling these towels. And it kind of just spiraled from there um, until the point that I used to sit on driveways. I wasn't a weirdo, but I used to sit on driveways every weekend doing something with cars, whether it was mine or whether it was someone else's. You know, we were testing out like Maguire's number 83 and number 84. Mm-hmm. Um, and we imported porter cables from the States and had them on 110 volt transformers. Yeah, wow. To be able to use them, you know, because Rupes, Rupes back then, they had machines, but they were they were on the boat market. You know, they, yeah. weren't, they weren't so much into the deep. They weren't into the detailing market till 2011, 2012. Really. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was, we were using these porter cables and I was literally like, there must be, there must be a cut of 100 nutters out there that want to clean their cars to the extent that we are. So I met a customer and he was called Bill and he was really, he was quite local and I, I started dropping orders off to him. And it used to be drop an order off, it'd be five minutes. And then it started to be 15. Then it started to be half an hour. Then, then it would take me an hour to drop an order off because we just took these. <laughs> and we were sat polishing a set of Mercedes-Benz SL500 exhaust tips. Yeah. And they were really grimy. So Bill pulls out a teacup. And I'm like, you, you can't use that. And he's like, no, no, teacup king. I can use this. So he used teacup on his side. I used metal polish on my side. Uh, auto side, I think. And we, we clean this, but I said, I said, there must be some people out there that want to talk about detailing. Sure. So I said, we'll have to come up with a, we need to come up with a name and that sort of thing. But we could set a forum up. That'd be cool. So he said, I've got no clue how to do that. And I went, well, I'll, you know, I'll have a go. Why not? So went back that night, 10 o'clock at night. I sending him, I'm sending him text messages going, quick, go on here. I've set this up. And he went on and we went round texting people we knew. And then about two weeks later, it broke because it had too many people on it. So we we, we re-mo- I moved the server. And about two months later, it broke because there was too many people on it. No way. And then about six months after that, you know what's coming next. It broke. Yeah, yeah exactly. And but they, that's what that's <clears throat> but websites used to do that back then. They yeah, used, to, it, they it, used it, to collapse. It, the volume yeah. of it couldn't, couldn't cope. It just couldn't cope with the amount of people that were coming coming on. So when I, when I thought there might be 50, we had 1,000. Um, and then we started getting interest from the other side of the pond. You know, the United the USA guys were coming on to Detailing World, looking at Detailing World. And it doesn't, you know, I had, I had situations with that forum that I've talked to you off off camera about it that affected me mentally yeah um, yeah absolutely you know, they've affected my mental health even 15 20 years later i've had i've had <laughs> only until you the funny thing is only until you realize it now though isn't it yeah absolutely no, that, that's realize. that's the funny thing is sometimes you don't realize the impact that a small drop in the ocean can have on the ripple effects on how it affects you through life and i think we're living in a time that we've discussed before and self-awareness that we are able to reflect on those experiences go back and look at them and say why did I let that affect me or actually that's had an effect on me mm. and then you process it and then you go okay I now know why I'm the way I am and yeah. yeah and 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 I think that's that's 
we've discussed the certain things earlier, but I think that's the difference between people who are, who are average and great is they are able to look at what makes what their weaknesses are and make them into strengths. And I think that's the joy of life, isn't it, John? About and and I think failure is becoming more exciting these days. Mm. Don't you think? Do you think yeah. it's do you think it's becoming more acceptable to fail now? We we we're become going through a, an era where failing is acceptable and it means progression and it's the message that's getting put out there now is learn to fail i i think if uh, I otherwise you'll fail to succeed i think if i hadn't had some of the failures that i've had i wouldn't be where i am today i and definitely yeah definitely agree with you and i've and I've switched my mindset into a mindset that now i use those failures as weapons to to go further rather than now as fear of what i would look like of failing does that make sense yeah yeah, and I, and I think there's other people in the industry that I've dealt with over the last 15 years. I had I had one company and one guy in particular who who threatened me with with violence. He threatened me with legal yeah. decisions when threats of violence didn't work. Yeah, uh, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane behaviour. You know, that, that, that same guy now has changed his mindset when I look when I look at him. Um, and he's actually uh, he's actually out there spreading the word on the IDA. So uh, I, I think I think that's I think that is something that I've improved on myself as well, John. Where I now I now I'm able to forgive people who've made mistakes in the past because I realised they didn't know. I mean, just not to go too down a rabbit hole on this conversation, but my parents, for example, only knew what they knew then. I've forgiven them for certain things that I've held them account for because of mm-hmm. the fact that. They, I realised that they were, they were only parenting in a, in a society at that moment in time, that was judgmental on certain things on how you became. My dad was a, a man's man, man yeah. footballer, and my mum was a, you know, mum's mum, if that makes sense. And you realised that that was what they were parenting like. So, I think this success is, and also empathy is a big cure for mental health in many ways. That, mm. you know, the guy you're talking about or guys you talk about, if they've changed their opinions. That's growth, and that's you, you can yeah. have respect for that because I think you know yeah. we if we don't allow people to make bad decisions, then we mm. we hold everyone to account. Unfortunately, I get a lot of people say to me about the stuff I chirped about last year on my Instagram about, but you said this and you said that, and you would talk about this and you talk about that. And this year, I have a different opinion, and I'm like, because I've learned something new, and I'm comfortable now to change my mind, and I'm strong enough to change my mind. And not give two shits about what people think about me having that ability to change my mind because I was wrong, and now I've found out that I'm, and I might be wrong again in ten years about this. I might be wrong again if that makes sense. And I think it's it's yeah. it's, it's a it's a process. It's that's the process I'm in if if that makes sense. So I always uh, I always tell people I find out more about myself from people I don't know than actually that I know about myself because I have yeah. a lot of people, I've had a lot of people over the years that have that have gone to other people, you know, and I can give you a name. He won't mind me saying Robert Duca. Um, okay. You know, he, he was, he was told many things about me um, with Detailing World. And at 10 o'clock uh, one night, I had a phone call with him. And after the phone call, he went round to everybody that had said what they'd said to him and said, you are absolutely wrong. You, you did the guy that you're John. I've about. done the same thing. I've done the same thing, mate. Everyone, I've had messages when people saw me on the live of you on Instagram. I had message after message after message saying he's a bit of a knob, he's a bit of a knob, he's a bit of a knob. 
And I spoke to you for an hour after that live, the first time I spoke to you properly. Mm. And I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't be more um on the same page as you than I than anybody else in certain situations. You know, the the the, the, the fact that we we're able to talk for so long is because we, we have similar opinions. So I, I I I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I'd rather be someone's shot of whiskey. But yeah. as long as my intentions are understood that they're always with kindness, even if I do look angry or stressed or motivated or or pumped in certain situations, that it comes with love. And I think people misinterpret the message. And my face doesn't always say the same things. And I think since I've been doing the the, um, the content, I've gone through a huge growth spurt where watching myself back and editing myself out and understanding how people see me back I recognised that what I was thinking I looked like isn't actually what I look like or what I sound like, and that understands the mixed messages. Mm. But I, I know you well enough that I know you well enough now, after speaking to you many times, that you'll always reach out to me if you see me having a bad day. You'll say, "You all right, mate? Is, are you yeah. good?" Like that's that. There's there's things that people don't know about you, John. You know, like you're thoughtful. You're you are sensitive. You're you're you're, you're self aware of other people's feelings and stuff. And and there's you know, and I said to you ages ago, I said I want to do a live with you, mate, because. I get annoyed. I did the same with Valet Nova. I get annoyed of, of when I get to know people behind the scenes, and that's why I do face-to-face with people when it comes to phoning you up. Mm. I don't like to do the whole video call or, or voice message. I like to see in someone's eyes because it becomes a real conversation like you would have if you were in person. Yeah. And you get you get you get to build a better relationship. And I enjoy doing the podcast because I like to show off and showcase people that I love. I love to speak to that do a lot of good stuff behind the scenes that might have had a bad impression. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy changing people's perspectives because yeah. I think they might go, he's a bit of a knob. I had the same thing. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say it out loud. I, I listen to, I've seen some other people's content on live on, on, on Instagram and thought, what a bellend. And I, and then I, was, I listened to the, a, a podcast on it and gone, Wow. Jesus, yeah. I had that well wrong. Do you know what I mean? I had that, I had yeah. that really wrong. And I was like, but I'm quick to admit that and I'm quick to tell him. You know, I said to Valet yeah. Noble when I first met him, I thought he was a... The circles that Valet Noble was hanging with when I first met him, I was like, oh, they're all the same. They're all just hot air and blue and all this sort of stuff. And I was like... And then when I met him and spoke to him like behind the scenes, I was like, wow, this guy's got depth. He's thoughtful. He's sensitive. He's kind. He's a family man. And... I, you know, I think that sometimes, because we live in this social media world, John, I think we're so quick to judge someone based on their content and what they mm-hmm. look like in person or in business on the playing field. If me and you have a conversation about business and we disagree, we're going to have it, aren't we? We're going to yeah. have it. Yeah. But, we, but, but you, you know, you can still be a good dad, still be a kind person, still be a caring guy, still support certain things. But we just disagree on that thing, and I think. That's a quite an interesting con- con- conversation, isn't it, John? Where people tend to fall out with you on Instagram or social media very quickly based yeah. on one thing you've said that's an opinion, but it doesn't reflect you as a family man or a, or a brother or a son or this and that. And I think, you know, some of the things I do right now is I unfollow people on on, on detailing uh, Instagram sites if I don't like their content. I say, I love you. Just don't like your content. Yeah. <laughs> you know, separate it. I mean, football players, you know, is a great example that in business we struggle with this at the moment, don't we? Where on business it seems to be a case where um you fight on and off the pitch. So it's mm. all about fighting. So I hate you because you've got another brand or you're my competition. I hate you. Um, you know, this sort of stuff. I'm starting a shop and you could be in a situation where you go, Johnny, you're now in 
doing something that I'm doing. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. It's more like, mate, fair play, crack on. You know, you know, there's there's you know plenty of cars on the planet. There's plenty of this, plenty of that. If that makes sense, you know. But also, you want to beat the shit out of me as well. But you can still shake my hand. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd rather have that battle. Does that make sense? I, I I think the thing is that all I've tried to do for the last twenty years is is help people. You know, you I've, I've tried. To, I've tried to. I've tried to put people together. I've tried to put groups of people together. <laughs> I've tried to, I've tried to uh, and that and that's that's worked in my detriment as well. You know, I put groups oh god, yeah, <laughs> and, and the whole group turns against you. It's like, well, okay, well, that didn't work out so well for me, did it? Um, I is that is that did that is that did that did that put you off doing it again? That's the answer. That's the question. Did that put you off doing it again? It did for a time. Yeah, that one I'm, that I'm, one impact had that impact. Yeah. Thinking right, well, that didn't work out. I'm not doing that again. If that I, makes sense. I, I set up when I set up Detailing World. I set up to put people in touch with each other. And back in back in 2005, when there wasn't when there wasn't the socials there is today, that 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 community that community worked Neither really did. well. And uh, and we did we did things like um, we did a meet up in up in Leeds, and there was people from all over the country drove to Leeds. I stayed in what I can only describe as a Travelodge porter cabin for a weekend. It was terrible. <laughs> we went to Leeds. Slumming and, it, John. And uh, Leeds telling royalty now, mate. Slumming it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we went to this meet, and there must have been there must have been a hundred people turned up from all over the you know professional detailers at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Amateur detailers. In fact, there was a lad called Gareth Wynn who was thirteen. He was on my detailing world forum uh, as 13 year old detailer and because he was 13 at the time he had to get his parents permission to be a member of the forum um, and he did that and it it turned out in the end that Gareth turned into a professional detailer with the premises and all the other the other things and he was born on detailing world effectively wow um, and at that leads me he wanted to he did some work on my car but where he was 13 he couldn't reach the middle of the roof so I had this line, <laughs> but Gareth is a is a lovely guy. Um, he's still, you know, every year he's at Waxstock helping at Waxstock, and again, you know, we set up Waxstock in in 2011 to put yeah. each other. It wasn't to be. Yeah. I, I get I get feedback from many people, and obviously the rumor mill of our oh, Waxstock's just a big buy-in day, and yeah, that is an aspect of Waxstock. Which, which it is. It is a, you know, there's a lot of trade stands there selling products and hopefully doing consumers a, a great deal on the day. But at the same time, those those same people that are selling products are there to answer any of your um, any of your technical questions on on how their products work, on on what they, you know, what what might be coming and that sort of thing. Yeah. As well as that, at Waxstock, you have you have the the ability to do networking with detailers other detailers fellow detailers you know yeah you can and and it, it's that's all i've that's all i've ever done for the for the 15 20 years is just want to put people in touch with people and have and have smiley happy people you know unfortunately though with with social media the way it is and with the rumor mill the way it is and you know things get misinterpreted by people and you end up with a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, a community of people going, well, I don't like him or I don't like him, and they've never met them. You know, I've always said to people, I, I talk to them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's, um, 
I'm starting to just right now starting to change my mindset on that a little bit, John. And I had a really good, uh, I've got a really good episode coming out that I did with a guy called um, Sam Martin from Apothecary 87. And he's a very, very shrewd businessman. Um, he's a lovely guy, lovely, lovely guy. But one of the things he talks about is he talks about the brand Marmite. And it really resonated with me because I think I've spent the last 18 months trying to be liked by everyone or trying to stand up for people and saying things. And I think you're going to, you're going to have, you know, I think one of my successes is, is standing up to people and, and living on one side of the fence rather than the other, rather than trying to please everybody. I think there's a big problem when it comes to trying to please the whole audience that I, it's impossible. And mm. I think, you know, I set my stall out in detailing and hairdressing and stuff like that. I've always set my stall out to, to have two decisions in life. Either I like Marmite or I don't like Marmite, and I but I made a decision. And I think you know when it comes to what you're doing with, with being successful in your business, John, is that it comes a time sometimes where you have to just some. Unfortunately, <clears throat> the, the success is unfortunately having people who don't like you. That is a success, as as much as the success of people that love you. And I do spend my time now always always being um, somewhere and and evaluate and evaluate evaluating the people I have around me. And my circle's got really small. I used to have a bigger circle probably two years ago of people I used to trust outside that circle. Now I've got a very small circle of people that I can phone and ask or, and say stuff that would probably be, you know, could be used against me in a court mm -hmm. of law, if that makes sense, in the future. Yeah. But I trust people now. Uh, I've got a very, this self, Juicy J, James from Waxing Away, Jazz from Birmingham Detail Shop. I'm building a network, Valet Nova. I'm building a network around me, a safety net around me that whatever noise I get around me now completely bounces off, completely bounces off me. But, you know, the similarities I talk about is my oi oi community, the mental health stuff I do. I kind mm. of see the similarities of what you're talking about, John, is that all you want to do is help people. All you mm. want to do is try and do things the right way and it gets misconstrued or... The people that are watching and are upset, or it's just jealousy, really, and it's frustrating or a misunderstanding. They're not supposed to know that I care for this person or I look after that person. I don't actually post any of the people I mentor behind the scenes mm. and have conversations with because a they're so big in the industry that you wouldn't want to demote their brand as if they needed help, which is which is sad, isn't it? That they can't share online that they they need help does that make any sense that they that, that everyone needs we, that we don't all know the answers to the questions is what i'm trying to say and, and that we i don't know all the answers to the questions but i've got life experience you know Absolutely. and i think you know i don't need to shout about who i'm who i'm mentoring or, or prove it or blow it up because i get so much love from helping people and i sense that in you john is that something that you you, you resonate with on that and i think that's yeah. what I've, i you know when i spoke to you for that for an hour or so on the phone, you showed me around clean and shiny. You were nothing but, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass all day. They're going to think me and you're in, in, in a relationship right now. But um, I invest in people like you, John, who really are slightly misunderstood, very dynamic, very strong in what you believe in, very strong in what you do in business, you know, very driven. Mm. You do give a shit about what everyone else thinks but you don't give a shit enough to, to, for it to stop doing what you know is going to work. Does that make any sense? You're still yeah, enough, but, it, but, it, but it still makes a dent. It yeah. doesn't affect you on the macro. You're still going to go and do another shop. You're still going to do wax thought. You're still going to do detail. You still do all these things, but it still made a dent. And sometimes these dents 
can stir you off course. Yeah. Um, I just want to go into um, I just want to go into a wax stock situation at the moment. Very exciting times this year, mate, for us to get back out there and as one of the main sponsors of wax stock this year. <laughs> just had to drop that in there. That was by accident. <laughs> I make no apologies for that, son. Um, yeah. um, that was a conversation that was quite funny when I said to you, I said, I think I'm a sponsor of Waxstock this year, mate. Yeah. Can you ever look at the um you ever look yeah, at the yeah, roles? No, I can't I can't see you on there, Johnny. I'm like, sure we've got sure we've got it. Um and then we was talking about the stuff the business that I was getting into, and he was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then all of a sudden it all came together in it at once. And yeah. uh yeah, it's exciting. Listen, it's got to be the pinnacle of my career so far in, in, in hairdressing and detailing to be in a situation where, you know, this was this wasn't by my hard work, this was by, I suppose my hard work is by doing what I do in certain areas, but, you know, mm. having this opportunity to have a, to be a UK distributor for a brand and being on the flyer for Waxstock this year is nothing short of awesome, awesome. So just talk to me about Waxstock this year and and um, about the uh, the process and, and about, you know, what you want to do this year and how how. Uh, since COVID, obviously, people have been craving it. So I think it's going to be an absolute banger this year. Is, is that what you feel? I think it in terms of in terms of space, it's a sellout. Um, <clears throat> is it? Is it? We, is it have, it? we yeah. have a, a very less than five. Let's say that less than five stands. Oh, Humberto, you seen him? Hello, mate. Love Humberto, um, my boy. So yeah, so no, we, 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 um, we, we we've sold uh, we've sold a lot of space. Um, there's a lot of brands going to be there this year. Uh, we, we, I expect it to be really busy with, with, uh, with people, with people coming. I think, I think people, as you say, they've been craving it for a couple of years. Um, yeah, we've, we've got people, there's going to be people flying in, you know, the rag company guys are coming to the show. Um, there's various other people coming that, I'm not sure I can talk about it yet, but no, keep it under um, your wraps. Keep it under wraps, mate. Yeah. So uh, I, don't, I don't need the exclusive. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. Um, we've got the uh, we've got the the, the 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 top sixteen. Obviously, goes on there. Um, sponsored by uh, Ultimate Finish, I think this year. Um, we got the arrive and shine that happens outside. There's just networking. There's a trade dinner for the trade guys on the Saturday night. Um, there's even, you know, even even the the IDA president will be there. You know, well, Alan's in here. He's uh, in here. He's I, out, I, he's I know you. Listen, this is how this is how important these these conversations are because you've got the IDA president here. That's it. That's you know, what it is. Here and keeping an eye on keeping an eye on things. <laughs> Oh, wow. Gotta love Alan. He's still he's still he's still hurting in his wallet from shooting the uh, shooting Jason Ottenis's car in the la- latest video <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, with the pressure washer gun. God yeah. bless him. <laughs> I'm only teasing Alan. I'm only teasing. Um, but no, it, listen, it's it's exciting. Look, you know, with my mental health, buddy, I can't get there. You know, one of the biggest things is the mm. fact that you know. People don't know if my people see me online and they don't know if my mental health's bloody real or not, or whether it's a fake thing. But you know, could you imagine? Uh, I mean, to be able to go to Waxstock this year would be unbelievable. It would be exceptional. But you know, it's exciting to for I'm excited for everybody else to go. You know, nothing makes me more exciting than seeing um, 
people going to have fun, you know, and, and yeah. I think it's going to be a fun event. Um, you know, Paul and Specky just, it's every bit of content at the moment. You can just, you can feel it fizzling. You know, like when the, yeah. you know, like this is the, this is like the, for me, this feels like the World Cup for football in detailing. Yeah. There's a fizz around it. There's a buzz. There's an excitement. There's a there's a there's a chatter. There's a what's going to happen. What's going on? You know, it's been two years since we've had it. You know, I love that because hello, I love that too. As um, <laughs> for those people who listen to it back on the podcast, you'll be able to watch the video on that one. Um, yeah, I think you know, I think sometimes in life. With COVID, the great thing about COVID was it gave us the opportunity to take stuff away and then made us appreciate it when we get it back. And I think yeah. this year, the detailing community is coming together like nothing else. And um, and I think it's going to be absolutely exceptional. I think, you know, people are going to really let their hair down. Um, and I suppose you've seen that in tickets and numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the excitement around Waxstock is, um, is, is growing this year. Um, there's, uh, there, I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be a great event. Um, I'm getting emails every day about various aspects of what's going on and what's happening and tickets. And, you know, we had to go through the whole process. Obviously, we'd sent out some 2020 tickets for the 2020 show before we had to cancel it. So we had to reissue all of those tickets. And, uh, and then, then people have moved house and... Yeah, and lots of lots of lots of bits and pieces happening there that, that just create a little bit more admin work. But um, I think we're almost there with that. It just shows the. Um, it just shows again. You, you know, you're pushing boundaries, John. You know, you you know, we're creating wax stock and and, and detailing world and mm. running clean and shiny and stuff. You're 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 always trying to you're trying to. Oh, it, it's not about you. It's about the people. You, no. you know, from the back of obviously detailing world. And a bit like me, you know, for me with the, uh, the Oi Oi community, I didn't realise when I went and spoke about mental health in detailing that it would be heard so loud. And I didn't realise the impact it was going to have in a... And I didn't realise because in my job, in my industry, hairdressing, I speak to people all the time. You know, we had a really yeah. nice... Uh, we had a nice, shared a nice moment before we went live about a situation for yourself. And, you know, you opened up to me about certain things. And I think I, I, as a hairdresser, I get a lot of people telling me a lot of stuff <clears> and I open up. They feel it easy to open up to me about certain conversations, and mm. you know, off the back of that, it became my my um, my mission to then try and help people out there that needed, you know, because detailing is a hard job, man. Like mentally, fatigue, you know, the fatigue, yeah. the stress, the, the you know, you know, you've got, if you don't, you know, and I realised that it was so stressful that if you if I didn't make myself look like a dick and make people laugh, then you know, you need to have a laugh, you know, Half, you know. My missus is as a tough time at the moment with her mental health, with with the baby and stuff post 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 pregnancy. I'll try anything I can in the day to make someone laugh, to make her laugh, to have a little dick, and that, and that's what the oi oi is really. That oi oi stuff when I did that on lockdown, people were pissing their pants. You know, even you were doing this when I first met you. You give me the old oi oi back. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You know, it, it's it's one of those things. So, you know, with the with what you're doing with um with wax stock it, it it definitely shines through mate that it's is it something that you come off the back of detailing world that you that you know you, you started to see people need this they want this this makes me feel good that people are coming together on this and is that is this is, is wax stock a culmination of of the detailing world where you wanted to push it to the next next, next so, level so yeah i mean we we had a obviously i run wax stock with with dom and pj sure 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 the founders of dodo juice Sure. Um, and we had a we we had a, a couple of couple of meals over a few years 
And every year we were like, oh, we should do a show. We should do a show because it was natural progression from the forum and how the forum was. It was like, do a show. Yeah. And we decided, I think, crikey, it must have been in, it must have been in March to do this show in July. And we did it start to finish at Peterborough Arena the first year with a trade dinner, with everything. And we pulled, we pulled it off. And we had we had maybe a thousand a thousand people come, um, and yeah, it was a it, it was a it was a great event. And then we carried on doing it. We moved it to Rico. There was a casino underneath uh, underneath the arena at Rico, um, which is now the Coventry Building Society Arena. I've got to put that out there because we can't call it Rico anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get that flying made up, mate. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we've had to change some bits, you know. Um, but yeah, we had it. We had it at, at Rico, and and the first the first year there was there was some negative feedback, as there would be. But the negative feedback came from people that hadn't attended the show. It was from people saying, "Oh well, I've spoken <clears> to my mate. I've spoken to my mate who was there." But most mm-hmm. of the people that were there were like, "This has been amazing. You know, this has been great. This is this is this is detail as you you've pulled off a detailing show where you've brought the detailing community together." And what you've done is you haven't you haven't sold your soul by saying, "Oh yeah, this this suspension company or this this exhaust company wanted to come." You've kept it a hundred percent detailed, and you haven't you've literally turned people away who wanted to come and have a have a stand there. Mm. And you've said, "No, we're keeping it detailing," and we've we've kept that going for ten years. You know, we've kept it as detailing. Well, now there's there's new companies coming along. There's new companies coming out and um, and bring yeah, absolutely <laughs> on, the, on the other the other side of this screen. But, and, but, but they're but, they're coming on. Yeah, they're, coming on. The show, they're coming to the show and they're 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 you know they're coming with a coming with a stand and 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 yeah, se- selling at the show you know and and talking yeah. to their customer base and. <clears throat> and I think that I think it's I think it's great. It's great to see, you know, it's great to see people going to the show and and going and you know, they're they're buying these products day in, day out that they're trying, you know, they're, they're yeah. they they keep hearing about the mad professor at Angel Wax and they can actually go and meet the mad professor professor at Angel Wax if they go to Wax Stop. Yeah. And I think that that's that's you know, that's fantastic. The the the, the rag company, you know, I know that I've got this on, but the rag company fly all the way over from the states just to come and meet the the uk detailers because they 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 know that they know what the value is of that they want to get to know the guys they want to they want to hear what their what the uk detailers stories are you know it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, it, it's vitally important. but you've built relationships with these brands john you know you you, you run clean and shiny you own clean and shiny you know as i you know I've spoke to you before, you know, I speak to other detailers, you build a family around you, you build, you work with these brands, you know, you build partnerships, you build brand partnerships. So I've, I'm building my own brand partnerships at the moment with other detailers. I feel passionate about supporting their businesses. You know, people who've looked after me in the last two years of being detailing, which is actually, I've actually been in detailing two years this week. I did my first, my, my first ever car wash was going to be two years ago this week, which is, which is absolutely mad how quick that's gone. But you know, you build partnerships with people, and you think, how can I, again, how can I showcase their their products? How can I bring them together? I love all of you. You know, it's it's a family, isn't it? You're building a family as well. And um, yeah. you know, with the clean and shiny brand, you know, some of the things you've obviously come up against in your time, moving on to clean and shiny, is is competition. 
It's mm-hmm. tough, isn't it? It's tough out there right now. It's tough yeah. out there right now. And yeah. um, I talk about this as well from a. Let me, I'm just going to give you a bit of a perspective from a hairdressing perspective. Is you know, there's a lot of people now who can go out there. You know, I used to work in a hair salon basically, and you could only get your hair cut in a hair salon because that was where everyone went. Yeah. For example, so you know, and then you, ha- I had to fight against forty other hairdressers to get my work. Okay, and you had to be good at what you did. You had to be good because you're yeah. up against that competition. The competition now is rife because social media come into come into four, and now people don't have to do the same trade or same training. They can learn one good haircut and find fifty people who like that haircut and have a clientele. Yeah. So that moves me on to my next point: is with clean and shiny. You've had this for a long time, but you've obviously weathered many many storms. But with e-commerce, Shopify, these new platforms that are coming out, you've obviously had to come up against certain brands that. You know, people come and go all the time. But mm-hmm. how do you how do you find yourself trying to reinvent your brand and business and stay on top? Is that is the key, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I think that there's 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 a few different types of uh, a few different types of businesses in the detailing community. Um, there's the there's the guys. You know, I, I'm I'm the type of business that if I don't have something in stock um, or I don't supply a brand. And a customer calls me, I literally say to them, "We do supply this one, but if you're adamant that you want this brand, go to Clean Your Car. They sell that, or go to Ultimate Finish. They sell that. Um, so that's one type of. And I and I know that some of these brands do the same for us. Then you've got the other side of it where people will be like, "No, don't go to Clean and Shiny. That John Hole guy, you know, he's not very nice. Um, blah 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 blah." Uh, and they they don't want to they, they they see it that their their mission would be just to just to be you know you've got to buy from me you've got to buy from me and I and I tell people you know I, people come into the shop and I'm like you don't need to buy that you can come here and have a browse you can come here and have a coffee with me if you want you don't need to come to buy something and but I I do see that I do see that the community has or the the, the detail in stores. You know, there's lots of brands out there. There's a there's a big there's a big as you say there's a there's a big what's the words I'm looking for there's there's big there's a big push with sponsored adverts. There's a big push with Facebook. There's a big push with Instagram. And it's and it's it, I tend to look at I tend to say to people, look, if you like what we do, tell your friends. You know, the best advertising for me is people talking to other people. It's not, it's not yeah. the Instagram adverts I can put on Instagram saying come to me. In fact, I don't advertise on Instagram and I don't advertise on Facebook. We've done we've done that a few times, um, but I tend to find that you've got you've got a couple of different types of customers as well, and those customers aren't the longer term customers; they're the short term customers that I seem to find on Facebook. But the detail. Yeah. I see a lot of I see a lot of I see a lot of manufacturers that sell directly now. Um, that wasn't the same as that because of because of like you said the Shopify is the big the big commerce whatever it's called and various other. It used drop to dropshipping. Drop yeah, there's there's dropshipping as well. There used to only be Magento and you know Magento OpenCart the ones that the ones that you needed a programming degree to be able to work. Whereas now you've got drag and drop solutions where you can literally set, I could set up another e-commerce store today. Um, do it, I, John. I, <laughs> I do have some domain names. 
No, um, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Yeah, I know you do, actually. <laughs> you got my one, you, you sod. <laughs> you, you held on to it. We won't yeah. talk about that one, but yeah. yeah. Um, but it's so easy to set up an e-commerce store that I understand why all the manufacturers are doing it now. So you, so not only are we, not only as clean and shiny, do we compete with other detailing stores, we yeah. also compete with the manufacturers. And what I've tended to do is I've tended yeah. to look at things slightly differently and depending on how a manufacturer is selling depends on whether we want to sell their products. You've because- also you've got to be aggressive as well, John. You've got to be aggressive. You can't pussyfoot around in business sometimes. You don't want to, you know, f- first of all, you know, you've got one thing that you do and that's really good and it's personable. You know, you're, you're from the old school, the old stock, same as me, a spit and a handshake. Spit in a handshake. I'm your guy. You know, if I say I'm, if I say what I'm going to do, I'll do it. I'll get round to it in the end, but I'll do it. Does that make mm. sense? I'll get it done. You know, it's in my mind. I'll get it done. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, is that you know, we look at Woolworths, right? For example, you know, they failed to move into the market where Amazon was starting to build and do these things, and they and they failed. And business is ruthless. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm sorry to say this to people out there that are detailers. But if you're not offering value, if you're not offering a good service and you're not adapting to what you're supposed to be doing, you're not looking at the way other people do things and adapting your business to that thing, it should fail. It should fail because it, because you're you're neglecting it. You're neglecting what's how it's how it you're, you've got to keep your eye on it. You've got to keep innovating. The, the, the toys got are to us. keep it moving. Got to toys, keep it moving. Toys R Us are exactly the same. Yeah, it's 100%. Um, Miss Toys focused on their online e-commerce and Toys R Us didn't. And then Toys R Us fail because that's where people were people were moving to. What I will say is sure. that we used to, as clean and shiny, we used to offer a, offer a lot of detailing services uh-huh. as well as doing products. Yeah, and it became clear pretty quick that without a big team, you can't do both. You know, and and I know that I know that, that I know now when I speak to some detailers who have tried to do products as well as detailing, they've gone, "Wow, I." I yeah, I had no idea it was it was going to be as time consuming doing products as 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 it is doing detailing. You know, I've I've looked at it and thought I could just put a load of products in a box and post them off, but there's a whole lot more to it than than that. Oh, buddy, it um, is it is it is it is very. You know, I'm learning I'm learning in the dirt right now. Mm. I'm learning how hard it is, John. You know, yeah. me and the missus, we are we are up and doing long hours and yeah. doing a lot of stuff. And it's taking me away from stuff because it's a lot of work. And it's like editing video. It's like doing YouTube, John, and editing videos and putting the content together, writing the scripts and making sure you get these things right. If you want to be good at it, you've got to do the whole nine yards. You've got to do the whole stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to your next your next journey because you're going into the content side of it as well, mate, for Clean and Shiny. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, what you're, what you're building? Can you talk about it right now or is it something you're... you're yeah, we, we, we've got yeah, nine cool. minutes and 50 seconds. I can talk all about it. Go for it, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've set up, a, we've set up a, a, effectively a media studio detailing bay. The idea of it was was it was it was, it's not meant to be huge three, four cars. It's meant to be more like we've set it up so that you can put your car in there and it's a bit like a, a, bit like a garage you'd have at home. So the things that we've put around it are things that we, that we, uh, that we sell at Clean and Shiny. Um, but when people come into it, they can relate to the size of it compared to what they've got at home. So, you know, so if someone wants to look at poker premium stuff, for example, 
they can come in and look at it there in the studio. But also what we're going to do is we're going to create some content from there. Unbox yep. videos, how to videos, you know, Q and A videos. We we want to do we want to do some we want to do some behind the scenes stuff. You know, like I'm we so did, ple- I'm so pleased you're doing that. We did we did yesterday. We did a a quick a quick Instagram, which which we could have uh, you know I could have had it. Uh, it was literally off the cuff. Oh, we should do we should do a little behind the scenes right now. Let's pack some orders and show people what people are buying. You know, and, and mm-hmm. we did that yesterday. We did a bit of a Q and A. Show people, show people some new stuff that was coming out by Detail Factory, that sort of thing. Um, but the bay is mainly, you know, it's not to be fit. We don't want, I don't want to fill it up with cars that week in, week out being detailed. I want to use it to offer, offer some more media stuff, some more, as I say, maybe some training stuff. You know, maybe with the Labo Cosmetica, we haven't even touched on that. You know, Labo Cosmetica, we can do some accredited training type stuff accreditation type stuff not necessarily the training but the accreditation for people to become labo accredited to apply their coatings but we wanted a space mm-hmm. that we could do that in um that was a nice a nice space and it's something that i've wanted for five years but unfortunately with with the way the business grew unfortunately the way the business grew we we ended up having four foot inside the door that was then nine foot high in boxes all the time so now we've taken mm-hmm. a second unit we're trying to expand again it's given us this ability to have a space that we can we can use for us, but also with manufacturers. You know, we've spoken to a couple of manufacturers who've said, "Yeah, we'd love to come down and shoot some stuff down there, and maybe even come down and offer some training down there and that sort of thing." So, um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's an exciting time as well, John. I think we're still, you know, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry, and I think we're still in an exciting time, mate. Where it's still evolving. And, you know, hairdressing, for example, back in the 80s, uh, and I always relate hairdressing to detail because there's so many similarities. Business, as I always say, is universal as well, but there are some trends in detailing and hairdressing that's so alike. Um, Jason Ottenus from Chicago Opera spoke on my podcast and said uh, about him bringing out these new bays. And this is something that happens in, in America with uh, a thing called Salon Suites and hairdressing. And he's obviously got the... Um, the warehouse, the car supplies warehouse. And what's fascinating is that how he's evolving and how he's uh, bringing his business on. And what that, what the detailing suites are and what the detailing bays are is basically where someone like myself can take my car down to your Mm. bay and use your bay, rent it out for the day or rent it out for the time, use the products on board, don't have to buy or kit out stuff and spend a lot of money and that sort of stuff. And, you know, I've seen the, the rise of salon suites in, in the UK. People buy in places like the size of B&Q and corner them off. And I mean, you know, I thought that this was something that Jason uh, was doing off the back of a hairdresser thing. And actually, I realized after the conversation and watched, watched it back that Regis do that a lot, don't they? They rent out office space, don't they? And those yeah. kind of things. So it's not a new concept, but it's a new concept to an industry. Do you, do you look at other industries? Do you look at other business models and see success in what they're doing and, and feel there's a, a hole in the market in certain detail, in, in a detailing yeah. perspective? Or, or do you stay in your own lane? You don't look outside the box? What, what, what's your I, process? I, I, look, uh, I look outside the box. I look at other industries. I look at what other people are doing. Only yesterday, I was looking at the confectionery industry. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, and looking at what they do, you know, um, and how they interact with their their customers. Mm-hmm. We've looked at we've looked at different vertical markets in the in that we can offer products to in the detailing industry. 
um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to different different products that we sell that would have multiple uses. Um, what, what would be your what, what what would be your advice to a to an up and coming detailer right now that's just starting their business in this in in twenty twenty two looking to get into the business? Um, obviously, what would your advice be in, in in a situation with that? You know, starting out, focus on them. Focus on them, not don't focus on what everyone's doing around you. Don't look at don't look at what every other detailer in the same town is charging, what they're doing, know your own worth. You know, look at concentrate on you because the minute you stop concentrating on what you're doing and what you're offering and how you offer it, you you're gonna you're gonna start to fail. And I can tell you that from my own experience because I looked at what every other detailing company in, in terms of product sales was doing in the country mm-hmm. and yeah kept trying to kept trying to um, adjust my business based on that and when I stopped doing that and when I stopped yeah. looking at what everyone else did funnily enough they all started looking at what I was doing and started <laughs> what I did you know if I launched something yeah. I'd do it uh, they'd do it um, I um, I just wanted to go back to a conversation we had when I first met and that was uh, we had a conversation that, that me and you I doing I doing hairdressing and you doing detailing. We have different businesses, different different successes, but we stand by the same thing. Do you want to talk about that conversation we had about the race to the bottom? Well, yeah, there is a there is always the uh, the race to the bottom with the pricing. And by, by the way, guys, the race to the bottom before John goes into that kind of conversation before we because we're going to run out of time very soon. But um, I just wanted to end on this kind of point: is you know there is also um, it's okay to charge cheap prices. Before I, before we go into this conversation, it's okay to to do a cheaper price or thing as long as you're as long as it's not at the the cost to your business. You know, we look at car washes for example; they're generating a lot of cars all the time, and there's a market for fast, quick washes. You know, whatever your opinions are in detail about car washes, it's it's a business. There's money and dirt. People need them cleaned. It is what it is, and they generate probably more money than most of us do thinking about it trying to spend three hours on a car but when it comes to specifics john about a certain business just talk to me about your your thoughts on that race to the bottom i'm just going to cover your your car wash thing i think that a, lot of, <laughs> I mean, a lot of detailers you know will look at a ceramic coating job and look at it and go well i can make a thousand pound or 1500 pound doing that ceramic coating job and they try to hold out for those jobs i've known detailers that will turn gotcha. jobs away because they want the more expensive job they want the one that when they put it on social media everyone goes wow and i had a different mindset to that i looked at i looked at if someone was doing going to do um a lamborghini for 1500 pound i'd be quite happy to do three m3s for 500 pound a pop because i'd probably have them done quicker with less stress than the than the lamborghini yeah. and, but people's yeah. mindsets tell them that that they need to be doing the high performance, high, you know, supercars because that's what it, that's what's going to get them liked. But it's I, yeah. I also look at it in different businesses, and I will cover your race to the bottom in just a second. But I also that's fine, mate. Carry on, crack on. Different businesses where where a lot of people are putting up pictures of pictures of lovely cars that they've detailed, but what they're, all they're actually doing is they're putting it up to other detailers because yeah. they're. The people that are actually looking—they want, they want validation. They look, for validation. Yeah, people that are looking for that type of detail aren't necessarily looking in the place that they're advertising all these pretty photos. 
hundred percent. And it's and it's it's understanding it's understanding your market and what what you want from your market. You know but that that lacks that lacks a business knowledge though as well, John. Is in that, and that and yeah. by the way that 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 is the case because they don't know what we know now, John. That's the thing as well, and the fact that they've got to go through that process where they realise that they're only getting likes on their stories from detailers, and there's no customers liking their posts. I, they realise that the quality of the content that they're putting out there isn't isn't um, uh, sales related. It's validated related. Yeah, I've spent hours and hours and hours of of my life talking to talking to detailers on a one to one basis who who have who have started up a business who have come to my store and they've 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 explained that they're they're starting up their detailing business mm-hmm. and. They may have done research on clean and shiny, or they, it may be that they live a mile down the road. But I've spent a lot of time with these guys saying, look, you know, just just dig your own ditch. Concentrate on your own ditch. Focus on what you're doing. Don't focus on everyone else. But have also, an objective. Have an objective to start with, isn't it, of what you want yeah, to do? At the same time, you know, when you price your jobs, because I know detail, I've seen detailers advertising ceramic. Detail. We'll get our bid for that, mate. But very cheap money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about we'll talk about the race at the bottom. Go on, mate. Crack on. The when we sell products at Clean and Shiny, we're not yeah. just selling you the product, we're selling you the service that comes with that product. 100%, yeah. We're selling you, we're selling you the fact that if if you want to if you want to if you want to ask a question about that product to someone who is knowledgeable in what they do, you can pick up the phone, dial our number, and genuinely Within three rings, we're going to answer between nine and five. And that's part of the service of the products that we offer. And we yes. get a lot of people come to us and use our use our, our chat and they'll say, can you do it cheaper? Can you give me a discount? Can you do this? Can you do that? <laughs> and they don't appreciate, the, obviously, what we the, the other services that we offer. So we say, no, unfortunately, that's our price. But there's also companies out there that look at our price and, and think that the way that they can gain business from our customer base is by offering it cheaper. And then someone else will offer it cheaper and someone else will offer it cheaper. Excuse me. And before you know it, you've got you've got brands being sold at 10% margin. And that's no that's a fa- that's a failure to your business, isn't it, John? That's 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 suicide for your business. <clears throat> it's suicide for your business, isn't it? You know, when you mm. when you're starting to eat into where your profit margins are, you can't pay the piper at the other end. You know, you've got to run your staff, you've got to run your 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 advertising firm, you've got to run all these things. You know, you 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 can't pay the piper when it comes to these situations. And I think that you know, um, talking about those those kind of things when it comes to business is you have to, you know people don't put a price on service sometimes and there is a service charge you go to go to a restaurant you pay service charge you know you go to um any place that offers good service you, you you're, that's what you're paying for the ingredients don't cost that much in a restaurant but this service is what you pay for you pay for the experience mm-hmm. something that i get supremely frustrated with in detailing and speaking to certain people john and i and I, I can't i can't handle it is if you text me, I'll get back to you straight away. You know, I have to, you know, or if I can't, then I'll apologise that I didn't get back to you that, that in that moment. I try, you know, my my hairdressing business is based on service. It's based on, you know, can someone else do the same haircut as me for cheaper? Of course they can, but but I spend more time working out their head shapes, face shapes, 
it's a holistic experience. And I think if you're if you're somebody who wants the cheaper price, you know, then that's fine. Search for that cheaper price. You can ask the question. You know, we we quick we quick to sometimes get a, get the get offend get offended if someone asks yeah. for a cheaper price because what they're saying is basically it's a compliment. I want to buy with you. You've got everything I want. I just can't afford you, right? It's a compliment. It's not a criticism. You know, and when you say it's my best price, they go, "Oh shucks," you know, that's a shame. You know, because and they'll shop elsewhere, but they will always come back to you because you buy cheap, you pay twice. You know, that's that's a sad situation and. I, I, I think that I think sorry to interrupt you, but I think no, carry that, on. Um, it's your show. It's <laughs> your show, John. When it comes to like. uh, when it comes to detailing, I think that um, that obviously experience counts for counts for something, um, and you pay you do pay for for more experience because yeah. with someone, for example, that details from from on their driveway charge the same price as as Kelly Harris. Kelly Harris is going to charge more money, but number one, because of experience, but number two, because of his, his, his amazing detailing workshop. But And also, I'd like to add to that, is overheads. And that's what I mean. The workshop's going to have the overheads yeah, on it. It's it's overheads. Mobile, you charge have... what you charge, because overheads, look yeah. at the size of Clean and Shiny. Look at the yeah. size of it. I can't stock all these brands and charge the and get and pay the ground rent if I don't charge these prices. I'm not running out a dropshipping account where... I just take percentage of each product. I'm running a a, a a place, an actual place where you can go to and have an experience and walk around. Like it's the Toys R Us for bloody car detailing stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's, it is. It's, 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 it's true. And you're, you know, the customers aren't going to see that. And sadly, as, as the bigger as you get as a business, a bit like Amazon and stuff, they go, well, he can afford it. He can afford it. They don't realize that you still have to support in detailing, there is no big detail they can afford. Maybe G Technic, maybe these big companies that are producing numbers globally. Maybe it's a different situation. But for us on the ground, John, it's you're supporting local. You're local to me. Yeah. You know, as soon as I found out how local you are, I was like, yeah. I'm going to support that because it's local to me. You know, it's those are the values that are key to me. And also, I got to meet you. You've spent so much time with me speaking over conversations. We have our conversations are easy. They flow. It's it's an easy easy thing and and I I don't invest in cleaners I invest in you John you know that's yeah, one of the right. things I, I think that that's the same re- relationship we like with our customers John isn't it that we want them to invest we want to invest heavily into people <laughs> so that they invest heavily into us and it's a better relationship to have and a long standing relationship that will last the test of time rather than get them in take the money get them out the door see you later you know you want to have to walk around and have the handshake and people can come up to you John and go Aren't you John Hull from you know you know yeah I am and you know, what's your opinion on this John? Well, that polisher works really well with that one and you know if, if I'm honest, save your money, don't buy that one because and I know you do that. I know that's what you do. I, I think that I think that the the thing with me is I don't I don't generally put myself as you as you said I don't generally put myself out there the way that the way that this podcast is. So I'm I'm fortunate that I can walk around and I have been able to walk around Waxstock. And people have no clue who I am. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Jim White. You know, I've, I've sat at a pub with Jim White with someone come up to him and go, are oh, you Jim White? Twice. <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, and, and, and you know, Jim, Jim's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jim White. Hi. And I've watched your detailing channel. I don't have that because I haven't put myself out there into that. 
position. But Marks and Spencers yeah. don't do it either, do they? You don't no. walk into Marks and Spencers and see Mr. Marks and Spencers walking around. You well, can run businesses two ways, can't you? Go on. Well, what I will tell you is that I had a customer about four or five years ago. He came into the store and he dealt with um, he dealt with uh, Lauren, who was working in the store that day, and he wanted to buy he wanted to buy a polisher. So he either wanted a flex or he wanted a rupees. And he was there for about 45 minutes with Lauren saying, oh, I'm not really too sure which one I want. And I, I walked in and Lauren said to me, oh, this, this guy's um, just trying to decide on a, on a roots or a flex. And he, he looked at me and he said, well, what would you choose? And I said, well, I, I, like the, I like the flex for this reason. I like the roots for this reason. If you could buy one machine, which would it be? It was roots. I was like, it's got to be rupees. Mm-hmm. And um, and anyway, Lauren, Lauren he, he was like, oh, well, you know, okay. So he's, he's, he's still sitting there five more minutes. And Lauren's, Lauren said, well, I suppose, John, with all your experience from detailing world, and the guy is pricked up and went, detailing world? And she went, no. <laughs> yeah, John, John, John was one of the founders of detailing world. And he went, why don't you tell me that 15 minutes ago? Because I would have just bought the Rupes machine there and then. There you go. But I don't put myself into that position where I, I don't want to be the guy. You don't have to either. You don't have to. You run a business without having to scream and shout and shout oi oi online. You know, <laughs> I choose. I choose to do. I choose to run my business a certain way, and it works for me. Jim White runs his channel the way he does, and it works for him. Um, I just think you. I just think you know. <laughs> I just think you. Um, I just think you've got so much to offer now on camera. I think you've got loads of experience, tons of stuff I wanted to talk Thanks. to you about. We could go. On and on and on and on and on about stuff, John. You know, we, we do have these conversations that always run over, and I love that because that's that's why I'm that's why I like to call you a mate because it's because we're passionate about we're passionate about these things and we're passionate about giving back to the detailing community. I love doing these podcasts because it's just, it's nothing different than what we would do when there's no one watching. <laughs> we have these same conversations. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just I see more value in it now being able to showcase it because special things happen, special moments happen. Um, and I appreciate you, mate. I appreciate everything you're doing. And I, and I know the reasons why you do it. And I don't, you don't need a pat on the back. You don't need a thank you. You don't need a this. You don't need a that. It's not like that. But you, you do give a lot to this industry. And I just wanted to make sure that people out there see another side to it, mate. And I hope yeah. that today from this podcast that people have seen those shows. So John Hull, Clean and Shiny, Mr. Waxstock, Detailing World Official. I appreciate you uh, coming onto the show, and we're going to call it a wrap because I know that you've got to go back to work. You've got plenty of meetings. So, uh, guys, big thanks to John from Clean and Shiny and all the other things. Go and obviously follow John on all the all the social sites. Always, you can give John a cheeky little oi oi if you want to. Whenever you place an order, then he'll know that you've heard this podcast. This podcast can be available on all your Spotify sites. You've got Spotify, you've got Podbean, you've got Amazon, you've got all the sites. So feel free to go and give us a cheeky thumbs up. Give us a cheeky follow uh, on those sites. This video is going to be posted up very soon. So good to hear your comments about the topics we've discussed today. Just like to finish with a cheeky little oi oi <laughs> podcast. Take care, guys, and have a cracking day.